Is this the real life? Or is this just a fictional reality? Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Fictional Reality. Uh, today I had the absolute pleasure of talking to my friend Chris Waters from Constructed Adventures. He is a scavenger hunt, treasure hunt, event planner, designer extraordinaire. Uh, he is a great guy and we had an awesome conversation. Uh, it was really interesting to hear his story of how he became the founder of Constructed Adventures. Uh, they specialize, well he specializes in creating one-off um, opportunities of extreme serendipity. Uh, days of magical adventure where someone is led on a journey through an area and everything just happens for them. Uh, they arrive at a restaurant and the restaurant has been expecting them. They arrive at a zoo and there's tickets for them. They arrive to the top of a mountain and there's someone there waiting for them and he orchestrates all of these as his... Uh, as his other alias, the architect, and tells us all about it, how he got started, um, how he was able to make a living out of this project, how he was able to quit his day job after a fair amount of time, uh, and shares with us some tips and tricks if you would like to do it yourself. Chris and I, we seem to be aligned uh, in our philosophy and mindset about how to create these sort of adventures, and it seems to be coming uh, coming through that the more we all do this uh, as sort of experienced designers, the more we realize that uh, simplicity is key. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Without much further ado, let's get into it. Welcome, Chris. Welcome to another episode of Fictional Reality. Thank you for being on the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. So uh, we've had some great conversations. We've only just recently actually connected uh, properly outside of just uh, Instagram. We've been, I've been like, we've been aware of each other for a long time. I mean, it's kind of this industry is just like, well, I'm just going to see who else does these cool things and see what they're doing. And so inevitably somebody followed somebody and somebody followed someone back. And it's how I've been able to make so many great connections all over the world. Yeah. Which is something I'd like to actually talk to you about. Um, We touched on it a little bit in an interview the other week um, about sort of the community and the network. And I feel like I'm just, I'm moving from a game design community um, and theater, immersive theater, into a bit more of this puzzle um, industry and just finding on Instagram, at least, and how I'm being sent um, people to follow, everyone's connected and it's really cool. Um, yeah. It's really cool to see, oh, there's that person commenting on this person and so on. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are um, and what you do. Yeah. So my name is Chris Waters. I go by The Architect. Uh, and I am the founder and the only person that's a part of Constructed Adventures. Uh, essentially, I'm an event planner that plans out wildly elaborate scavenger hunts. This is a really easy bucket to put it in. But I, I, I like to use the term um, like a seemingly serendipitous perfect day where the world <laughs> just revolves around somebody or a small group of people. So uh, it's very procedural. Most of the days are very puzzly and challenging. Uh, oftentimes people hire me for things like marriage proposals or decade birthdays or huge, huge days that they want to make even bigger. Yeah. And how long have you been doing this? Yeah. So I started the business kind of accidentally uh, <laughs> in January, 2016. Um, it was like December, 2015, January, 2016, mm. uh, where I did one for somebody and it hit the front page of Reddit. And I had a very, very good friend of mine who's actually my roommate who said, this is an awesome idea. Uh, you're going to start a business. I'm going to build your website. What's your business name? Nice. I don't know. Constructed Adventures. <laughs> and uh, he was like, cool, give me a day. He built a Squarespace website. Uh, the guy that I did the, the, the whole treasure scavenger hunt for ended up posting it to Reddit, the front page. My rinky-dink website got tacked in there somewhere and it got 11,000 hits in a night and I started a business. Holy bejeebus. Um, yeah. Can you, okay, run us through this first. Let's, let's, I want to talk about this first experience. Run us through yeah. how you designed it, um, the whole story of it, and then let's do a little bit of a compare and contrast to how you do things now. Oh, man. This is great. So uh, the background for this, uh, you have to be familiar with a website called Reddit, which most people have at least heard of it because it's, one of the more popular websites in the world. I know it's like number seven in the United States, but I think it's like 20 or 30 worldwide. Wow. Reddit is a, it's 
basically like a gigantic message board. Um, it deems itself as the front page of the internet. So mm -hmm. when something goes viral, it probably hit Reddit like a week ago. Uh, a really easy example I like to give is if you're familiar with Grumpy Cat, uh, RIP, Grumpy Cat just passed away, but Grumpy Cat was like a huge phenomenon of this like cat that just looked grumpy. And it literally started with some guy posting in, you know, R, like Reddit, Aw, which is A-W-W, like my neighbor's cat just always looked like he's super grumpy. And it hit right. the front page and the Reddit kind of collectively lost its mind. <laughs> and then it ended up making its owners millions of dollars every year. And that um, cat had a career. That is like, oh yeah, you saw it popping up in advertising. It was everywhere. That cat made the owners over a million dollars a year in merchandise and appearances and stuff like that. That cat is the most famous cat of all time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. The Sphinx um, was up there, but then Grumpy yeah, Cat Sphinx came is up along. there, but just yeah, exactly. It's like Bill Gates and. Um, Jeff Bezos, like out of the way, richest person in the world. <laughs> Bezos is here. Grumpy cat's taking over. So um, Reddit basically is probably millions. It's definitely hundreds of thousands of communities called subreddits. And there's a subreddit for everything. There's a subreddit for Australia. There's a subreddit for Brisbane. There's a subreddit for every rugby team, every cricket team, people that like to take pictures of Corgi's butts. Um, everything. Nintendo Switch, all things have a subreddit. And there's one called Secret Santa. And it is the Guinness Book of World, World Record. It's the Guinness Book of World Record largest anonymous gift exchange worldwide. Uh, about wow. 100,000 people sign up every year. Um, I've been doing it for years and I've given and received some amazing things. Wow. Basically what happens is you get somebody in the world. I opt to stay within the continental United States because shipping yeah. worldwide is a pain. And then somebody else in the world gets you and you stalk them, quote unquote, by looking at their Reddit comments. If they want to link Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Amazon, you can. And then you just ship them a gift you think they'll like. And uh, celebrities do it. You know, Bill Gates does it every year. Adam Savage from Mythbusters. I know <laughs> Snoop Dogg and Ellen DeGeneres every once in a while participate. Wow. Uh, and some people get some incredible things. Some people get screwed. They don't get anything. The recommended amount's $20. So- right. I've been doing this for, gosh, like four or five years. And one year, December 2015, uh, I get matched and my gifty lived 21 minutes away from me. And I was like, huh, I have a really cool opportunity to like do something for this guy. Yeah. And so I messaged him because you can message anonymously through the platform. Mm basically just kind of feeling out if like he would want to do something. Cause some people are like, no, I don't want a stranger on the internet to interact with me. Yeah. But his, his profile is really filled out. He's actually kind of reminded me like of younger me. And, um, I messaged him to the end. He was like, okay. I was like, I need you to give me a day for you. And like, is that your girlfriend in the picture? Cool. You and your girlfriend are completely available. Um, and I will tell you as much as you want to know, but I'd love to keep it a secret. And I had to talk him off the ledge a little bit because, mm. you know, everybody watches too much like true crime or just like, right, like right. CSI and they think everyone's out to murder them when really they're not. Yeah. And so he was like, how do I know I'm not going to get, you know, murdered and like dumped in the desert? I'm like, okay, so you're telling me that I signed up for Reddit Secret Santa in hopes that out of the hundreds of thousands of people, I would get like the 50 to 100 people that probably sign up in <laughs> phoenix arizona and then you would actually agree to you know so it's just like the odds you know people <laughs> luckiest serial killer ever <laughs> right yeah like if i want to murder someone i could probably think of a better person to murder and that being said i've lived a really soft life and i would not do well in prison and then also inevitably like the police would go look at his things they'd see he was doing this it would you know they reach out to reddit gifts and reddit gifts would be like here's the guy that had him like it just it doesn't happen you know? yeah yeah it doesn't add up no. So they agree. His girlfriend thought I was Ellen. So like, sorry to disappoint. Um, <laughs> she was hoping it. She's like, I, I know, Ellen? right? Like, still fun. Not Ellen, but still fun. <laughs> so um, the day rolls around. And, and this, this was an acquaintance. My, my buddy who made the website, he was actually an acquaintance. He was like the boyfriend of a friend who I worked with and lived in my apartment complex when I was like, I need crazy people to help me with this like wild scavenger hunt for an internet stranger. Right. He was like, I'll do it. So he wakes up um, Sunday morning at like 6.37 a.m., um, drives out to this apartment complex that's 21 minutes away, 
we have to break into the apartment complex because, you know, there's like gates and stuff. Uh, and he, at like exactly 8 a.m. on the dot, he knocks on the door and uh, the guy opens the door and he was like, are you Mr. Royal Scotsman? And that was the guy's like Reddit handle, the username. Mm-hmm. I was instructed to give you this. And he hands him a century old optometrist suitcase with a bouquet of flowers on the top. And then inside the suitcase are all of these envelopes with like symbols written on them. And there's a box that's wrapped with a chain wrapped around it and a lock on it. Cool. I think that was everything. Yeah. And it essentially kicked him off on this whole like treasure hunt where, and we'll get to how I changed things. Um, I had this riddle that was rattling around my head for years. Uh, and it was, um, he who makes it does not keep it. He who takes it does not know it. He who knows it does not want it. And he who gathers it, uh, has to bury it. Uh, and the answer is a coffin. Um, I think it's just a really great riddle. I love that Mm. riddle. And I was like, Oh cool. I could send him to like a cemetery. And so like the, the first thing was like, Oh, here's my number. If you get stuck, just text me. Um, and then he opens the first one. And it's like, you know, in hindsight, like you never send an internet stranger to a freaking cemetery, right? Like it's like like 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning, right? Like families, it's like a nice thing. It was a nice day. It's December in in Arizona, which is like perfect. The weather's perfect. Right. Uh, But there, like right at the entrance, there was this beautiful, um, like stone, like almost like a wall statue. And I think it was the Last Supper. It doesn't matter what it was, but Mm. essentially go there leave some flowers at a grave that you think deserves it, that needs it, right? Like he was kind of nice. use these flowers to blend in and then find the envelope there. And so they get the envelope and inside that envelope, there was two tickets to the zoo, like the local zoo. And then a, a four different cards and each card at the top had a riddle that sent them to a different animal cage, like different pen where the animals were. And then an Ottendorf cipher, which they used to decode a piece of message that they used the plaques on the animal pens to decode that message. Um, For anybody that isn't aware, an Ottendorf cipher, if you've seen the movie National Treasure, which is a great Disney family movie about stealing the Declaration of Independence, Mm -hmm. um, they basically steal the Declaration of Independence. Spoilers. Movie came out like 15 years ago. So if you haven't seen it, it's kind of your fault. Yeah. Um, And that's like the first like, 30, 45 minutes of the movie too. So I'm not stealing, I'm not, not messing anything up. Um, but it essentially uses numbers to point to letters and, you know, they decoded where to go and they went to a restaurant where the server said, order whatever you want. Everything's been paid for. Um, and then they got another clue that sent them to a mirror maze and halfway through the mirror maze, someone uh, came up and said, are you Mr. Royal Scotsman? I was trying to give you this. And then uh, to this local love statue, which is a famous statue in Scottsdale, to a library where they had a book number and inside the book's another envelope, to this um, statue where there's a bunch of stone slabs behind it and one of them matched like a picture on one of the envelopes that had the key. And so they opened the box and inside the box are photos from like this local hike at the very top. They had to go to the hike and then he had to sing the, uh, the fight song uh, for my school, my university is University of Arizona. Mm-hmm. His was Arizona State University, and these schools hate each other. <laughs> like, the rivalry is bitter, and so of course this I was is like, just one it? huge troll. Yeah, just just, just had to just get a little, one little dig in there. It's 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 an act of extreme thoughtfulness. It cost me hundreds of dollars, but you better believe I'm not going to pass up an attempt to make an Arizona State University Sun Devil uh, <laughs> sing the Bear Down Arizona Wildcat Fight song. Little tears but, coming out of his eyes. I know. Well, the funny part about it is I felt bad. Like I was like, I got to do it, but I feel bad. And so my my friend that I stationed at the top of this mountain was an alumni of Arizona State. And so I knew he was going to let him off the hook, like 100% knew he was going to let him off the hook. And he did. It was like, bear down, Art, you're good. Here's the envelope. You know, like, (laughs) there you go. Please stop, please. Yeah, please stop. And so then he finally sent them to this speakeasy bar where you had to like go kind of, you know, back around the side of the building, down some stairs and enter in. And there was like, you know, it was like stone and dimly lit fireplace, like comfy cushions. And they sat down at the bar and ordered a drink and I slid up next to them with like their present, which was like a nice bottle of champagne in a box wrapped. It's like, hey, congratulations, like you beat the adventure. Wow. And uh, yeah, the guy that delivered the initial uh, box was the one that was like, this is an awesome idea. I'm going to build you a website. And he mm-hmm. did. And now we're the best of friends. And um, yeah, it's been 
it's been a wild ride ever since. That is insane. Like as your first sort of thing that you did, um, like what were you doing? So constructed adventures didn't exist then. What were you doing? What was your life? I was an account manager for a software company. So I basically just got yelled out on the phones by angry customers. <laughs> I know. Uh, no, sexy job, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, I just worked. I, I worked a phone job and uh, that was kind of it. I'd worked with kids beforehand. I, I ran like sports leagues and teen centers and stuff like that. So I've always had that like life should be fun aspect. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, but then, you know, working with kids, you don't make any money. And I was like, I want to make money. And then I worked at a software company and I was like, I don't want to make money anymore. And so then I started my own <laughs> business. And cool. So start to finish, um, how long did this take you to both conceive and implement? Yeah. Um, the adventure took me to two weeks, basically. Yeah. Um, and it was just kind of a procedural, like, all right, cool. Going to go here, go here. I kept getting better and better ideas. And I was like, I've already spent $200. What's 250 Okay, let's bump it to three. Right. Whatever. Yeah. I play poker and I made a lot of money. And, you know, I'll just spend all my, my winnings. I'll spend all my friend's money on this internet stranger. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Were you asking that one or, or from there to where I am now? No, just for that experience. So it was about two yeah. weeks and 500 bucks or something like that. Yeah, it was probably, I'm trying to think like just the at cost was probably two or $300 because like you got to factor in like suitcase was a gift, but you know, it was probably 20 or 30 bucks yeah. um, envelopes and ink and stuff. I had a friend that did calligraphy and so I did a favor for her and she did the calligraphy work. And then, um, you know, the chain of the box and just the materials were probably like 50 to a hundred. Yeah. Sue, I know for two people plus me to scout was like, you know, they're 50 to a hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, lunch was 30 or 40 or 50. Um, mirror maze was like, you know, 20, 30, 40. It's like kind of adding up, you know, pro- probably three to four, three to five hundred dollars. Yeah. And the design of it, like thinking of going from spot to spot, like was this, did this just come naturally to you or we were on a creative sort of like um, fire. Yeah, it, it was just the goal. And it's kind of the same way that I work now where I just wanted to send him to the coolest places I could. Just right. like fun, great places. And he was in central Phoenix and Scottsdale's like kind of off to the side. And Scottsdale's really nice. Mm. Like for Arizona, it's very grassy. There's a lot of money in Scottsdale. A lot of people call it the Southern California of Arizona where it's like... <laughs> A lot of people that can't quite afford to live in Southern California, which is very expensive, move mm. to Scottsdale and you still get a bit of that lifestyle, but the rent isn't cheap because you're not on the beach. Right. But, you know, it started with the, like the cemetery, which is like, I have to send him here. Mm. And then I was like, oh, well, I knew about the Ottendorf cipher because I love national treasure. Mm. It's like, where can I do that? Like, oh, I'll send him to the zoo. That's a cool experience. Like, okay, after that, got to go to a restaurant because it's going to be lunchtime. Yeah. So I go to a restaurant and I'm like, well, the mirror maze was awesome. And that's not horribly expensive. You can have tickets inside so they'll know where to go. Mm. And then I did a, like a little treasure hunt for a girlfriend back in college. And I used a, a library book number and I'm like, oh yeah, like giving somebody a library book number causes them to just look at the closest library. Mm. And so they do that. And then inside that library book was actually a map of like old town Scottsdale and like a little X marks a spot cool. that had a symbol. So, you know, kind of sent them there and then I wanted to do something where you had like opened up and had a photo of a view of like, this is what I need to look at, but like, I need to figure out where this is. Like I need to yeah. get there. Yeah. Um, and then I had to do like a speakeasy. And so it's just kind of finding cool places to send them and then figuring out fun ways to send them there. Right. And we seem to have in common the, the process is you go, what, what would be cool for me? Like what would, what do yes. I think is oh, cool? Yeah. 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 Like if I got, if I got a, a, you know, sent to a restaurant and the server was like, we've been expecting you order whatever you want. My mind would be blown. And yeah. if they gave me an envelope that had two tickets to a mirror maze and said, just go to the maze and someone will intercept you. My mind would be blown. Like every, I just try to do those things that I would love. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's it. That's so cool. And like, what a great way to kick it off and also perfectly position that for some virality there. Yes. It, so I, I kind of had the idea of like, I had most of my friends like, dude, this is really cool. And like, I think people would pay money for this, mm. but I, I was never super business savvy. Like I didn't know how to do anything business wise or startup wise. Um, I only said, I had one friend that was like, this is dumb. Why are you doing this? And since then he has like eaten his words and be like, yeah, I was wrong. You were right. This is cool. And congratulations. You have your own business. <laughs> Best um, feeling ever. I know. Yeah. Like <laughs> in your face, Brandon. Um, 
So I kind of had that idea, but I don't think I was like going to act out until my friend basically forced my hand. I was like, well, I have a website. And the website was blank when it got posted to Reddit. It was just like, it had the lipsum lorum, you know, the stock little <laughs> paragraph of gibberish and pictures of Nicolas Cage from National Treasure. And, <laughs> and like a, do you want to hire me? Here's the little survey thing you fill out, you know, the wow. five question thing. And yeah, it hit the front page of Reddit and it was nuts. Crazy, 11,000. And, and I guess the rest is history there. You were able to craft a, a business that this is your, your sole your soul thing? Yep. Yeah, yep. it's, uh, I did it. It was a side hustle for two years um, where I worked at this company nine to five mm-hmm. and then came home and then would spend nine or 5 p.m. until, you know, 10 p.m., 11 p.m. working on an adventure. Mm. And then one weekend I would scout and double check and make sure that things were open and there wasn't just like a random farmer's market that happened. And the following weekend I would run the adventure and then rinse and repeat. And so I basically just completely sacrificed my social life for two years uh, to build this. And then got to a point where I'd actually moved from Arizona to San Diego to a different software company. Uh, And it was awful. Oh God, it was a miserable experience. Mm. And, um, I was like, I think I can make this thing work, but I'm just going to have to take that leap. And so I put in, um, and I put in my notice at this place that I'd actually kind of just started working at. And so in order to gracefully exit, um, I put in a four week notice instead of the usual two. And, um, during that I was in constant mode of like, how can I market myself to try to get inter like not international, but other adventures in other States. Cause before that it was like only things in driving distance. So like nothing more than an eight hour drive away. Right. So I did basically just Arizona and California cause they're very close. And, uh, one, like two weeks before my final day, I was listening to a podcast called how I built this, uh, by NPR with Guy Raz, where he interviews, the founders of Airbnb and Instagram and Spanx and, you know, like these right. massive companies. And he talks about how they built their company. And then at the very end, he does a little segment called how you built that. And he talks to some schmuck who's like working on their thing. Right. And then they're like, I know you can see where this is going. Um, <laughs> I've just talked to the CEO of YouTube and now I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. Here's this ding dong in Southern California trying to do treasure hunts for a living. Reminds um, me of um, uh, Hell's Kitchen, you know, where uh, <laughs> Gordon Ramsay would go to some shitty restaurant and be like, your restaurant is shit. I know. I'm really. I'm just, I'm just trying. <laughs> yeah. Or like, you know, you have like Hell's Kitchen with kids where he's just like super nice to them. It's like, oh dear, it'll be okay. And then he's like holding bread against one. He's like, you're an idiot sandwich, you know? Um, no, but it's like, it, it basically is just like a little thing after an ad, they keep people around where it's like, they talk about somebody that's building, like it's a cool idea, but it's not Instagram, right? Yeah. Where it's like, I will never be as big as Instagram for multiple reasons. The main one being, I don't want to be as big as Instagram. I like my lane. Mm. Um, And so they're like, Oh, are you building something? Post like you fill out our Google survey. And I was like, all right, whatever. I'll fill this thing out. It's like 10, 10 questions. And so I filled it out. And the next day I got a call um, on my, my constructed adventures line. I have a Google voice call. So whenever somebody calls my phone, like constructed adventures pops up on my phone. So I know that I pick it up, right? I'm like, right. oh, I don't know what this random number, number is. I'm just going to, no, it's like this, this gets precedence over whatever I'm doing. So I was in between, you know, calls for my, my, my company that I was leaving and I picked it up and it was like, uh, hi, I'm, you know, somebody who was the intern with uh, NPR Planet Money. I'd love to chat with you about your story. And so it's like, hey, can I call you back in 30 minutes? It's my lunch break. And so I called her back and I gave her the whole story, you know, the origin of this business and how I'm quitting my nine to five to do this full time. And she's like, okay, cool. I'm going to pitch this to Neva Grant, who's the, I think the producer, the, the editor of um, um, How I Built This. Mm-hmm. And for, for reference to it, How I Built This is like the eighth most popular podcast on iTunes. It is very, very popular. It is right. one of the most listened to ones. Um, so it's not like a small, like a smaller one. Um, and 45 minutes later, I get a call from the Constructive Ventures thing. Oh, sorry. The, the intern said, I'm going to pitch this to Neva Grant. And if we, if she likes it, we'll probably call you back in like a week or two. 
Right. And 45 minutes later, I get a call and it's Neva and she's like, tell me the entire story again. And so I tell the story and she was like, okay, this is fascinating. We just had the person we were going to talk to this Sunday drop out. How soon can you do an interview? And I was like, how soon can you record me? And so the next morning I wake up, it's a Wednesday morning. Um, I had to wake up at 5 a.m. because I'm on Pacific time and they're three hours ahead on Eastern time. And I had uh, an old phone with a recording up to one ear and I have my current phone up to my other ear in the one part of my apartment that got cell service, like right oh, no. by the door. <laughs> You're kidding. And so I have like my laptop and all the list of the adventures I've done and all these notes and stuff as I can't, I can't look at anything to <laughs> type with my feet. So I'm holding two <laughs> phones against either ear. And we have a great like hour and a half long conversation. Mm-hmm. I was a journalism major. So I, my folks on journalism in university. And so it's helped me because I know what, journalists want to hear like i know right. what sound bites they want they want the emotion they want the strip they want a story yeah. um and so then that they're like okay we'll drop the episode this sunday um we'll let you know when you can post about it but not yet because we might have to push it for various things uh but then that sunday night it dropped at midnight and of course i immediately skipped ahead it was the uh wendy copy to teach for america it was that episode and that was the end and it was great. I was really nervous for some reason that they were going to paint me in like a bad light. Like, you know how everybody just finds a negative thing. It's like, no, of course they're not going to do that. But in my brain. Cut out single words. I yeah. a serial like, This killer. guy, like, or, or no, even just like, look at this idiot, like trying to do this. He'll never do it. But not like, right. hey, it's, it's for entrepreneurs. Like they're going to be like constructive. So mm. um, it dropped. And I remember, because I actually talked about like soul crushing job. I'm leaving my soul crushing job. I didn't mention the company. Classic um, underdog tale. I know. Right. Uh, and I had a couple people in the office, friends that knew that I was on it. And so I walk into the office and they're like, eh, eh. and I'm like, Oh, and then nothing happened until about lunchtime. <laughs> um, and lunchtime I was like, Oh, I'll just go on constructed adventures, look at the analytics on the page. And like the site traffic was like doing this. It was just like skyrocketing. Right. And then I started getting calls just like the, the phone was going off, going off, going off. And so I, here I am the Monday of my final week trying to gracefully leave this company, talk to all the clients I worked with and hand them off to other account managers. Mm-hmm. All the while I'm trying to like grab as much business as possible. <laughs> and, and I like, I, it was always just like, hi, you, you literally heard Guy Raz say like, I'm still working. So let me just get this. I'll call you. And so I'd get off work and just like call, 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 essentially just scheduling longer calls for the next week. Yeah. And then, um, finished it, you know, like left the company. And I remember I went surfing that weekend and Monday I woke up at 8 AM and I will never forget this as long as I live. Cause like I've been doing this for a while now. So I've gotten used to like, you know, like the hedonic treadmill, like things, you just get used to things, mm. but I'll never forget that Monday morning waking up, and sitting down at my desk, same desk I have here, just in a different spot, sitting down at my desk and working. And then at like 10 a.m., I was like, you know what? I'm going to go sit on my couch and work. And I just grabbed my computer, and now I'm sitting on my couch and working. And that feeling of like, I can kind of do whatever I want. Like, I am, I am, you know, I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Yeah, um, right. That feeling was so, it's so good. So even when I wake up now and I'm like, oh, I've got to gotta go fly to this and do this and i'm like no like this is amazing like yeah. don't forget that time um that you know you were amazed by just moving from your your kitchen or your office chair to your your couch in your living room and look that that's a simple gesture but the what it sort of represents and the the freedom that you have to do that is it sort of says i'm in charge of what i do and how i live now and if yeah. that means I'm going to move, you know, six feet or 10 feet to another yeah. part of the room, I can, I didn't have that freedom before. And I didn't even think about that as a freedom when you work yeah. in a job or something like that, where you're yeah. told to sit in a certain place. So yeah, it represents something quite major. It's tricky. Cause there's, there's definitely pros and cons and entrepreneurialism and having your own business is not for everybody. Yeah. I have friends that early on, I was like, you should start the business. And she's like, listen, I'm a nurse practitioner. Like I make great money. I get to take tons of time off. I'm happy. I'm like, okay, yeah. fair enough. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'll have that where I'll miss like, you know, I'll miss Friday, Friday nights. 
It's like, okay, cool. We're off work. We're all going to go have beers. Like that doesn't exist anymore because it all just kind of blends. Like there's always, there's always something I can be doing. There's yeah. always work that can be done mm. where when I worked in a software company, it was like, no, I clock out. My computer stayed there. I was not allowed to work yeah. off hours or allowed to do this. And so mm. I miss a little bit of that, but I don't miss waking up to an alarm. I haven't had to wake up to an alarm for a long time, at least not steadily, every once in a while. Yeah. Um, I don't miss, you know, having an idea and not being able to do it because there's three other people that somehow don't like it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Man, that's what I love the most as well is, is and I sort of feel like it, it, it isn't for everyone. And sometimes, because I know, sometimes I get like, oh God, I just wish uh, I could just rock up to a job, get paid, do my thing and, and Shut walk my brain away. off. Yeah, right. and yeah. you do want that sometimes, yeah. but then I think, and I like entertain the idea of going back to that, and it's like, but I can't, I can't, even <laughs> if I want to, I can't, because I know what I'll do, I will be in that job, and I will start thinking about things I would like to do, and before I know it, I'll be like, oh, sorry guys, I gotta leave, I gotta go and do my thing, yeah. and I'll just be right back in this position, so yeah. might as well just embrace get bored. it. Yeah, and, yeah. and build, build what you have, right, the, the business side of things. And speaking of building, um, so we're two, uh, well, we're four years on now. Uh, you already had a pretty awesome, like, first, uh, sort of, I'll call it a treasure hunt, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it's fine. That's, that's what I call it. A treasure hunt for this, for this Reddit secret Santa that was, that was really awesome. Had all of the key things of a treasure hunt. What has changed in your, so I want to talk about experience design. What has changed in your design process now when you go about making a, um, a treasure hunt for someone? Yeah. It's a lot more careful and a lot more like, um, and I'm actually going to be the next YouTube video I release, like shameless plug is about the basic formula that I use to build an adventure. So everything has gotten a lot more refined. Um, and I've made a lot of mistakes and I've done a lot of things that have worked really well. And so the first one literally started with a riddle where it was like, okay, cool. I want to use this riddle. Mm. Now the riddles, the puzzles, the gambits, they don't come until the end. I, when I do consultation, people are like, I want to do, let's do the puzzles. No, like puzzles, like fourth call. We, we need to put our, on our event planner pants right now and talk logistics, the right. sexiness of logistics. So <laughs> it started with that. There were a ton of things that I did wrong most of which I just got really lucky, okay. you know, where things weren't clear enough and he just figured it out because the dude was sharp, you know, but no people having no business figuring these things out. It's just my biggest pet peeve. So now what I do is I start with the ending. Yeah. Um, and then there's two parts to it. Uh, there's, well, there's three, there's the location of the ending where it's going to end like the actual physical location that includes time and place. And then the purpose of the actual, the whole thing. What is the actual legitimate purpose? In this case, it was to give this guy a present to have him find a present. And then what is the perceived purpose? Uh, which in this case was the same, right? The purpose was to find his present. The perceived purpose was to find his present. It is not the same when you're doing a marriage proposal. You cannot give that first envelope and be like, hey, honey, I'm going to propose to you tonight, but you have to find out where. I mean, you could. It would actually be really meta and I would be all about that. But for the most part, you need to have that reason why they're doing all of these things anyway. Here's, right. here's a, hey, honey, I got you something, but you have to find the gift. Here, honey, here's a box, but you need to get the key. Or yeah. you're a secret agent and you need to follow this operative. But there has to be that perceived purpose because you're never going to tell someone that they're getting a surprise birthday party or that they're getting proposed to. Yeah. Um, so that's Did I say something that uh, you, the, the perceived purpose was that they were testing out an adventure? Like a... Yes. An outdoor yeah. adventure company or something? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was one of them where we literally lied to her and said that like, oh, like we have family friends that are starting a scavenger hunt company, which there are a decent amount of them and they're awesome. They're effectively escape room outdoors where like you are doing the same game that lots of other people play. I think it's a little bit different from what I do because mine is very like for the person. Yeah. Uh, and so that was fun because it started where that's what they thought. And literally there were three groups, her and her husband who had hired me like her mom and dad and like, I think her brother and sister, and they all got three separate envelopes that all looked the same, but had different like things on them. Mm. And the moment the other two groups went to their thing, they just knew like there was nothing there and they double back and you know, they would just 
get a picture. But uh, slowly, right. slowly that day changed because I think the whole point was like, you'll be referred to as the historians. It was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is where uh, George Washington had like a base, you know, the first president of the United States had like a military base there. Hmm. And so I used that history and the whole point was like, there was some, like, there was some heirloom left behind by George Washington, which was well guarded by the Freemasons. And it was a very national treasure-esque thing. What happened was slowly but surely, the envelopes went from saying like, the historians on them, to um, Jorge and Clara, you know, and like the wax went from being red and gold to like her favorite color. And mm. the verbiage shifted from being this thing, you know, where it's like all of a sudden, like they're on a boat that's waiting for them. And like, that's not something that happens in most like pre-built treasure hunts, right? Like yeah, a private right. boat sailing you around the, the, the river. And so it kind of shifted over to that and then ended at, a, uh, at the proposal spot where her, I think grandmother or great-grandmother got married which is this beautiful church, like up on top of the hill, overlooking the entire cityscape. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> what was his name? Jorge? Jorge, yeah. Jorge? Jorge, yeah. Legend. <laughs> I know, looks like a champion. The photographer that I hired was amazing too, because I just hired her for the last, like I just needed her for the proposal. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm not going to charge you anymore. I'm just going to tag along because this is awesome. And she took photos of the entire day. Oh, it was amazing. Yes. Yeah, to well, date, she's that person that, like, if I ever get huge and can just travel around and do whatever budget, I'm literally just like, Sandra, you're flying out here because I need you because your photography is <laughs> the best and you're a wonderful human being. Man, when you get that the the photography, even if it's just photography from the from the players or whatever, it's just like, thank you so much. This yep. is the best stuff ever. But so it's so much better when there's a professional. Oh my gosh, professional photographers is just like. Oh, the best. Sorry. You can't, it's hard to go back from it. I work for a, a, a team building company and they do um, app-driven uh, yeah. scavenger hunts. And yeah, when we get the professional photographers out there, it's like... It's just oh, a world of difference. Jimmy's getting a new Facebook profile photo. Yeah, that's it. And I tell people when I do a lot of consultation and so I'll, do, I'll consult a lot of marriage pr- proposals mm. and it's like, dude, it's not even a question. Like you're not even going to ask yourself if you should get a professional photo. Like, I don't care that like your cousin's like friend's roommate is in journalism school and has like a nicer camera. Like you go on Yelp or Google, you find the photographer, you pay them what they ask for, which might be a little more than you're willing to, but Mm. it is well worth it to have that person that's going to be like hanging upside down in a tree, you know, 20 meters away with a long zoom lens, like getting the exact shot they need. Yeah, right. Getting that crucial moment, especially like the thing I always want to capture is the moment, the opening of the box or the, that yep. surprise moment. And that is, that's a hard thing to get. So you want the yep. pros in for that for sure. Yeah. And you got to practice too. You got to go to the spot, you know, we'll like, Oh, there's so much that goes into like, you know, making things seamless. That's the thing is that yeah. you talk to Simpsons, but um, you know, Futurama when Bender met God and God said, when you do things right, people won't be sure you've done anything at all. <laughs> so true when it comes to creating events because there's so much work that goes in behind the scenes for the simplest of things to work correctly. Look, and I think a really good example of that is I watched your um your YouTube video, which I'll I will link in um in the notes in the show notes here, uh, for how to make a word search that reveals a hidden message. Ah yes. And that is, you know, the the player experience of that is very simple. And yeah. you know, it I think it's a great it's it's got a great reveal to it because you just look for all these words and then all of a sudden the secret message appears out of the leftover letters, but seeing how you go about actually creating that, man, that thing is complex. There's a lot of complexity to, to make sure you cover all your bases so that you have this, like what ends up happening is every single letter in this grid, this 15 by 15 grid is used and is useful. Um, and I, I do encourage anyone who's listening or watching this to go and watch that video. It's only five minutes long, but you, it's a really good micro snapshot of the work that's involved to make a seemingly simple experience, um, seemingly simple, but yeah. behind the scenes, there's a lot of work involved. Yeah. I even messed up and I left it in there where it's like, okay, here's what happens when you mess up because you're going to mess up and you know, you're trying to count these like little squares and, and, and change things and shift things. And it's five minutes long because everything was sped up, but really it'll take you like 10 to 15. And yeah. what I found out later is that platform actually has a way to hide a secret message, mm-hmm. but 
there's no way to, to specify that it'll fill up the whole thing. So it's just like secret message and then just extra letters. And that's not, letters. Yeah. And it's like, you can do it. There's nothing wrong with that. But for me, if you're paying me and if my, if my pride is on the line, it's going to be perfect. It's going yeah. to be exactly like the presentation is so important. Absolutely. And that's the experience of it as well. Like, and, and you'll get, I mean, if I got that, you know, and you, and you get those few extra letters, Murphy's law dictates people will go, what are these letters for? Yeah. You know, everything out the, the experience is telling me that these, the letters in between all of the word searches are important. So I'm obviously going to make these random letters important and that can derail and that can be something yeah. that can be really frustrating to people as well. Big time. So, well, this is all really great stuff. Um, let's sort of draw this uh, awesome conversation to an end. What are some, um, in a nice, concise way, what are some tips and tricks for anyone that wants to make a, um, a treasure hunt experience or an immersive experience for someone they love or yeah. even to, to sell themselves? Yeah, well, the first thing I would say is follow me on YouTube or subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, that's my <laughs> shameless plug because the well YouTube done. channel is literally dedicated to teaching this. Yeah. Um, I also have a blog and a subreddit called Constructive Adventures. But as far as actual tips and tricks go, um, you start with the ending. Yeah. You figure out the purpose and the perceived purpose. You jump to the beginning. And then you build this thing like a math equation. <laughs> Sexy, <laughs> right? Where... <laughs> The next thing you have, you start with the ending, then you go to the beginning, and then you figure out what I like to call anchor points. And these are points where they have to stop. You know, it's something of emotional importance, like, uh, you know, a friend's house or somebody's house or the first bar you met. It's something that's just really cool, like a mirror maze or a zoo. You chuck it all onto a Google map and you start to look at the route. And yeah. then you go and scout and you find cool things. Cool yeah. Things you can use like statues or plaques or things like that. And then now you have beginning, first stop, second stop, third stop, fourth stop, fifth stop, ending. Cool. Now all you need to do is figure out how you're going to push your player through from stop to stop to stop. And that just comes with looking up cool gambits like the ones on YouTube or any anybody in our industry will give you where, cool, at stop number one, you have the word search. Yeah. Where they fill out the word search and in the excess letters, it says go to this park, find this statue. And they find that statue and there's an envelope. And that's all they have there. And then they go to this stop and this stop and this stop. And so approach it kind of like a formula. Mm. Test out risky things. Um, mm. Be aware that stuff always goes wrong. And kind of think about ways that you could change it or make things safer. Yeah. Um, and then don't hesitate to reach out to us if you just need like a quick run through. I'm, I do consultation, which I charge for, but I'm always fine having a 15 minute conversation with anyone that's like, okay, can I just run this thing by you? And I'm like, awesome. Okay. <laughs> Love this idea. That's amazing. I'm going to steal it. So mm. uh, just be aware of that. Don't do this. I tried this. This is what's going to happen. You yeah. think this will happen, but this will happen. Try this instead. It works perfectly. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's about having fun. Make sure past anything else that you are building something fun that your recipient, that your player wants. Yeah. Um, don't get so caught up in the puzzles and the riddles and all of these things that you lose sight that it's for someone else. And some people don't want puzzles and riddles. And if you make it really simple, that is perfect and all they need. So mm, yeah. make it like a formula and enjoy it and think of it as an act of extreme thoughtfulness. Yeah. That's, that's a nice, um, a nice quote there, that act of extreme thoughtfulness. And I think for me, when I go out and scout, that is my chance to play my own treasure hunt is the scouting because you, um, you creating the clues and the puzzles is a similar feeling to the feeling I have when I solve someone else's puzzle. It's just like, Oh, that thing. Yeah. yeah cool. And then to there. Yeah. Uh, You're putting together a giant puzzle. Like building these is a puzzle in itself yeah. that you're just not quite sure how to solve or <laughs> if it can be solved. Cause sometimes you'll, you'll find an anchor point you have to do and you're like, dude, there's just no way this is going to work and you have to scrap it. So yeah. that's exactly it though. You just build it like a puzzle. Build it like a puzzle. Give people what you want to uh, experience and keep it simple. I would yes. say to anyone out there, if you really want to put puzzles in there to, compl uh, to make difficult for your friends and family, then go right now and go and do a Sudoku and see how inspired you are to solve a yep. Sudoku right now. Because yep. chances are you'll think, you know what? I don't really feel like doing it right now. And that's exactly what your players are going to feel. If you give them some hard puzzle, they're going to go, 
I didn't come here to do a maths exam. I didn't come here yeah. to, to, to do grade school. I came here to have fun. So yeah, but there are some people that want to solve math problems. So that's why it's kind of keeping that. If you want, do you want me to give you my, my big rules, the architect's big rules of uh, basic adventure creation? Oh man, that would be beautiful. Yes, please. I'm going to go, I'll go 10 down to one. Uh, um, even yep. though I don't, I don't know if they're, I'm trying to look at it. Um, okay. So number 10 is overpay your help. If you're hiring someone, you overpay them. If you're sending them to a restaurant, you overtip because they are a linchpin in the entire day. And if they don't think that it works, then they're just like, eh, like whatever, it's only $10. And now you've lost like a crucial piece. Yeah. So you want everyone to be excited. Uh, number nine is mitigate risk. And this is basically do whatever you can to remove potential hiccups and things. And a lot of this just stems from being very clear with your instructions, but also like, you know, if you're going to send them to a like, you know, five bars, spread out the five bar stops and not have it one, two, three, four, five, yeah. because then they're just going to be housed. Maybe you can tow that line. And they'll um, get bored too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, number eight, great presentation is unforgettable. And that co coincides with the um, word search, right? Having the word search have everything or have a wax sealed envelope instead of that. Like you can make these small and cheap with printed out things on legal paper, or yeah. you can go to an art store and you can buy some cardboard paper and it just makes it so much better and it's not much harder work. Yeah. Uh, test risky gambits. So test things, really test, 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 test things out. If you try something out, give it to a random person or a friend, see how they do and what their reaction is. So mm -hmm. you can realize like, Oh yeah, this is too difficult. Yeah. Um, double check everything the night before, or sometimes the morning of, I will so travel important. to all the stops. Yep. Yeah. Um, obviously plan and outline the day. Um, so you need to actually have everything on Excel spreadsheet of locations, travel time, who's supposed to be there. So everything is all set. Uh, no open flame. Uh, this one's big. Uh, if you want to do a grand romantic gesture, get fake candles because real candles take forever to light. Uh, they will cook the room. So the room will get really hot. No one ever thinks about that when you see these and the odds of burning down the house just are way higher. Fake yeah. candles look great. Do it. I learned from experience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what number keeps, is that in, in the list? That by the was way? number I can tell you. In your list of rules, what, where, where oh, does that That one's take? number four. <laughs> but I learned that lesson with adventure number seven. And I've right. done 71 now. Okay. Yep. It was a Valentine's Day thing. Had a bunch of candles. Didn't burn the house down, but like the house got smoky. It mm -hmm. was really hot. They were a little bit late getting home, uh, so these candles, and it singed, like, they were in votive candles without the little trays, so they just mm -hmm. singed the carpet. So, like, nope, nope, yeah. nope, nope, nope. <laughs> um, make instructions extremely clear. You'd rather overshare than under. Um, make the entire adventure easier than you would like to make it, where mm -hmm. most people start off and they're like, this is the right amount of challenge. Nope, make it easier. Promise you it's too hard for them. And the number one, the most important thing is know the player. Make sure that the person, more than anything else, actually wants something like this. Yes. And then figure out the kind of day they want. I had somebody that reached out that was like, my wife loves uh, museums, so I want a museum heist-themed adventure. Mm -hmm. And then I finally got around and I called the friends and they're like, no, no, no. She wants brunch, she wants a limo, she wants mimosas, and she wants to be around friends. I'm like, that's the most important thing, not what yeah. you want, what the player wants. Man, I made that error um, last year when I had someone contact me who was, they said, they worked for a legal, they were the, the owner, one of the partners in this legal firm. And they said, I want to do a little uh, treasure hunt style thing for the end of year drinks. And uh, I said, cool, excellent. You're a legal firm. Why don't we do this like murder mystery? And, you know, would they be cool if like one of them was maybe the killer? And she's like, yeah, I love that idea and let's do it. And so, of course, I made this like, mystery about this death and uh they had to find uh where the body was was found and a clue there and all this stuff went to all this effort loved it um i loved making it i'll say yeah. and then i got there on the day to deliver them their envelopes and one of them was the killer and they all sort of had to figure out who of them was the killer <sighs> i get there they're in they're in drink dresses they're in high heels I didn't do the communication of what does your, what does your team want? I asked the client, what does the client want? Mm -hmm. And the team just wanted to go to a bar and get drunk. Yeah. 
And all I had to do to make the, a really successful endeavor was to just send them Blue maybe stars. to two different pot spots where they got drinks served to them. Shots would have been great. And they ended at the bar and it was nothing more than that is what, she, what they would have loved. They didn't want this. Uh, and I, I was at the final location and they arrived just like this. Ugh, do we have to do this? And I was just yep. like, oh no. And so communicating yep. with the client, not just about what the client wants, but dig a little deeper and try and find out what is the expectation for the day? Is it an end of year party? Is it a birthday? Does this person want to be spoiled or do they want to work hard? Do they want to run or do they want to just like be, you know, be catered to? Yep. Oh, it's so important. It's just knowing what they want because yeah, people, you know, a lot of people that hire me are the ones that actually want to do it. And like their significant other, like still loves it as a great time, but Mm. there has to be a lot of that verbiage in there. So yeah. Look, that's going to make your, it's usually makes your job easier in the end because you find out what the person wants. It's actually something pretty simple. Um, and they don't want this like elaborate yeah. labyrinth of, of mystery. Um, yeah. They want something that is actually, oh, cool. Well, I'll just contact these places. I'll set up this plant here and, and yeah. bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's a lot easier than, um, you know, than you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, those are my rules. <laughs> those are some great rules. Uh, do you, could, could I get those, uh, those written down there? I think that'd yeah, be great. I'll, I'll send them to you. Actually, it's, it's, it's one of the, I have like my next five YouTube videos um, one is the basic adventure. The next one I'm actually doing is I, I built a treasure hunt on Animal Crossing on my island. Whoa. And I sent people I sent people through it and I just got an audio video capture so I can make a video of the treasure hunt. And so that one's coming up probably tomorrow as well. But I am gonna do a video on my, you know, the architect's top ten rules of building a treasure scavenger hunt and why. And so I'll definitely make sure that I get you just the written list, but Please. Yeah, that would be great. Well, for anyone listening um, on Spotify, uh, just check the show notes. If you're on watching this on YouTube, just down below, you'll see the link to Chris's channel there. Definitely worth a check out if you are interested in, in anything we've been been saying right now or take it from the, from a professional themselves uh, about how to make it a a treasure hunt. So look, Chris, thank you for coming on. It's been another excellent, uh, excellent conversation. James, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Um, and also, shameless plug, if you go to my Instagram, uh, I interviewed James on Instagram Live about his business and everything he's doing. And so <laughs> if you want the script flipped a little bit, you can follow me on Instagram at Constructed Adventures. You can look at IG Live where I interview people in our world about what they do and you know their, their process. And Please how do. They, and you've got some great interviews up there. And I think, yeah, you're, you're talking to uh, Post Curious and the Wild Optimists. Um, yeah huge great awesome designers and creators out there who are doing great stuff so yeah if you're interested in the experience design world and especially the puzzle narrative adventure world then um yeah follow chris follow us check out what we're doing perfect all right well thank you so much no worries thanks chris until next time yeah and there we have it another great conversation uh i hope you enjoyed that i hope you were able to take something away from that And uh, please feel free to check out Chris at constructedadventures.com. He's on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram. He has a subreddit, which he's quite active on. And of course, his YouTube channel, Constructed Adventures, which is all about creating um, tutorials. He's really interested in teaching people how to do this stuff. Uh, As am I, something we have in common. Please like and subscribe, and I'll catch you next time. See you later.